Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh Welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio With the program called Talking Point And your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed And it is, alhamdulillah, Monday the 2nd of November 2015 And a very big shukran to our producer And that is Yusuf Mali And I see um, technical duties uh, Buta Faldi and now Buta Nazim Okay, now they're changing chairs again, alhamdulillah Well, moving on to the next segment of the program uh, we are going to, for the next few months, inshallah, or once a month, we'll be having a representative of uh, Sasa to educate and guide us on social grounds. So, Diana is once a month on a Monday, and this time with Sasa. Tonight, we will be focusing on foster care, and we are privileged to have in studio with us Mr. Ibrahim Rylands, who is the regional coordinator for Sasa. Mr. Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum. Welcome, salam, wa rahmatullahi wa barakat to you and your listeners, Ridwan. Uh, shukran for taking out your time and to share with our listeners, you know, more about uh, Sasa and particularly the issue around foster care. We are going to invite all our listeners to participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. Now, Mr. Ibrahim, where do we start the discussion? Well, we start the discussion, I suppose, with um, kids who are orphaned, mm-hmm. kids who are on the street, um, kids who need to be incorporated into the social security safety net, and the obligations on the part of parents, custodians, or any other person for that matter who takes a child or children in his or her care. You know, mm-hmm. So basically, it's, I, I would think that would be your point of departure. Okay. Now, let's, for example, say when we speak of foster care, for example, uh, I'm aware that we have foster parents, and mm-hmm. uh, these foster parents, they then get children either directed from the court so that they look after these children, and they then would be in a position then to make an application to SASA for a grant. Would that understanding be correct? That is the correct understanding, uh, Rilwan. Basically, what happens is that um, in terms of the Children's Act, a child would be found to be in need of care. And that determination is made by the commissioner, okay. who is a court-appointed uh, official. A social worker would investigate the circumstances surrounding the child or children. Mm-hmm. That particular social worker would then um, submit a recommendation to the commissioner. And the commissioner would then make a determination whether that child needs to be placed in foster care foster or not. Care. Mm-hmm. Usually the commissioner would look at family members first, you know, to ensure continuity and familiarity. However, in the event, because not all family members are always willing to look after the family, mm-hmm. um, alternative arrangements needs to be made for someone else, you know, obviously a responsible parent, custodian, to look after that person. And that person should then be informed by the social worker, which doesn't always happen. That's mm-hmm. why we have people who are appointed custodians, legal custodians of children that only comes to our offices four or five years after the court order has been issued. Mm-hmm. You know, And um, we then have to pay all the back pay um, associated with that particular application. So we would advise people as soon as the child or children is placed in their care to make contact with SASA immediately in order for us to take down the application. Okay, shukran for that. Once again, we do invite our listeners uh, to participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. And we have in studio with us Mr. Ibrahim Rylands, who is the regional coordinator for SASA. And this evening we focus on foster care. Now, you're speaking about family members, for example. So let's say a family member takes a child into foster care. Would that family member be able then to apply for this particular grant? 
Yes, um, in terms of the law, the um, the commissioner would make a determination that the foster parent would qualify for social assistance, mm-hmm. uh, in other words, for a foster child grant. And that person would then be able to come to our offices with the court order because that would then confirm the child or children has been placed in his or her care mm-hmm. to apply for the grant. But what, what many family members do really is that they don't really come to our offices. So maybe... A a year or two or three or four down the line, maybe when they have financial difficulties, difficulties. Mm-hmm. only then would they approach us and we then have to go back and look at the date of the court order and then take down the application and pay from date of application. So we've had instances where we've had to pay people back going seven years, eight years, you know. Um, so it's, it's And it can be quite an, a substantial amount of money that we have to pay. So we would rather want people to come in immediately because a child's needs needs to be taken care of. But this is dependent on a court order as well. I mean, you can't just have a family member coming there and claiming that he or she is now a foster parent to a particular family member. No, it has to be a written document, court order, um, signed by the commissioner, mm-hmm. date stamped, and that legal document would then compel us to um, pay the foster parent. Okay, but the challenge that you are faced with, Mr. Islands, is, you, or what, if I understand you correctly, is you're saying that some family members do take, owner, well, they do take uh, the foster child, although they have a court order, because it's family, they think, look, I'll just take care of the yeah. child. But then after a year, two, three years down the line, maybe due to some financial constant or some or other reason, they now approached uh, Sasa with regards to this. And if I understand you correctly, you then have to pay back pay. That is correct. Look, we have to pay um, back by um, date of the court order. So if the court order was, for argument's sake, today is the 2nd of November, if it was the 2nd of November 2012, and the person came in today, we would have to pay going back to 2nd November 2012. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the child is still under the age of 18. Okay, so uh, that was the other question that I had. So the child must be under the age of 18 in order for either foster care or a family member who takes that foster responsibility to claim this grant from Sasa. Now, one of the other questions uh, that I've got is, okay, let me just go to the uh, the SMS line. Rather, there's an SMS from 5998, and it says, Assalamu alaikum. Teachers must fill in forms for Sasa every year. On form is school attendance and performance. This is sometimes the only time we see the parent. Well, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation. So is there a requirement, Mr. Islands, then, you know, that the school should actually complete these particular SASA forms? Yes, there is a requirement. If the child is of school-going age, the child has to attend school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the parent's responsibility to ensure that the child does attend school. Mm-hmm. And the confirmation is then given by means of a school attendance certificate that the child's been at school. Obviously, if the child has not been at school, we need to get a social worker out Mm -hmm. to investigate the circumstances, what led to the child not being at school. We will then get the recommendation from the social worker. You know, maybe the child is having difficulty adapting to the foster parent. Mm -hmm. Um, There may be other challenges, why the child is unable to attend school. We cannot simply cancel the grant. You know, we need to look at those circumstances. The social worker will then guide us in terms of a recommendation and we will then act on that recommendation. Okay, and this happens on an annual basis? Not necessarily on an annual basis. Um, look, the, the court issues uh, a court order which is valid for a minimum period of two years. Okay. The court order can also be valid for a longer period until the, uh, the child attains the age of 18. So, for example, that uh, the court can issue an order to a 10-year-old or in respect of a 10-year-old up until that child reaches the age of 18. But social workers have to periodically 
determine whether the child or children is still in the care of that foster parent. Mm-hmm. So usually that is done within a two-year period. Given there's a high caseload as well, we obviously don't expect them to do it annually. Mm-hmm. So at the minimum, every second year, the social worker needs to provide us with an extension order saying that no, the child is still in the okay. care of that foster mm-hmm. parent. Everything is fine. The child is adapting okay. And we simply then continue with the payment in respect of that particular child or children. Okay. Now, what is the payment, uh, Mr. Islands, you know, for a child who is currently in foster care? First of all, the foster parent, there's no means test when it comes to um Okay, I remember that children. word means yeah. test there. Yeah. So, okay. we, so if you would teach for arguments, and given the fact that you use that example, the money won't be used or your income won't be calculated against you to determine whether you would qualify. For the However, if the child has a trust fund, Mm-hmm. For arguments, like let's say the child had rich parents and his or her parents passed away, left him an inheritance in the form of a trust fund, mm-hmm. that could possibly disqualify the child okay. or children. Mm-hmm. But those cases are very, those are exceptional mm-hmm. cases. Usually, the there would be no income that we would calculate against the foster parent, mm-hmm. and the foster parent or parents would then qualify for 860 rand per child. To a maximum of six children. Okay, a maximum of six children, and the amount again? Eight hundred and sixty rand per child. Eight hundred and sixty rand per child. Is that yeah. annually or per month? Per month. Okay, so if you are a foster parent, then for example, you're taking care of someone, you have the court order, <coughs> uh, up to a maximum of six children, you then get eight hundred and sixty rand per child per month. Per child, yeah. If more than six children, you have to register as an institution. <laughs> <laughs> like a foster care or foster... Okay. Now, another SMS which came through, and this SMS is from 5864. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Mr. Ibrahim Ryland. I ask on behalf of another person, she says she wrote an appeal on outcome of a grant, and it's more than a year now, and she has not received any answer. Can you just give an idea? I don't know if there's an appeal process <coughs> as well. Yeah, that's a very generic question. Yes, look, any government decision can be questioned. Take it on uh, appeal. Let, me, let me just emphasize this to the listeners. So if you're not happy with an outcome on any, whether it be at SAS or any other government department or agency, you can appeal that process. Mm-hmm. Now, in the in the case of SASA, what we have is we call it an internal reconsideration process. Mm-hmm. I happen to be one of the internal reconsiderers and have the, 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 the authority to decide whether that person was done an injustice or not. Mm-hmm. That person would then be informed of the outcome. The person is still unhappy with that reconsideration process. He or she then has the opportunity to appeal to our appeals tribunal, which is in Pretoria. Okay. Usually... Appeals cases are based on disability grants, mm-hmm. predominantly because the other grants are very clear. You mm-hmm. either qualify or, or you, you don't, don't qualify. Mm-hmm. I mean, using an old age grant as an example, you're either 60 or you're under 60, you know, in order for you to qualify. Mm-hmm. With disability grants, it's based on your medical status. Okay. So if your medical condition is of such a nature that one of the state doctors would then provide us with a certificate with a diagnosis that says you are either physically impaired for a period of minimum of six months or longer, mm-hmm. you would then be able to apply for a, a disability grant. However, in certain instances, the medical doctor would say that the person is impaired, but not impaired to a, a point where he or she would be impaired for six months or longer. Okay. So it would be less than six months. Mm-hmm. We would then reject that application. That person then has the authority to ask for recourse. Mm-hmm. 
I can't change because I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't change the outcome of that decision taken by a doctor. Of so course. that process would then go to the appeals tribunal. Mm-hmm. And a panel of doctors with some administration staff would sit on that panel, on that appeals panel, and they would then decide on the merits of that particular case, whether the person has a case or not, mm-hmm. and then inform the person of the outcome of that appeals process. Uh, if the person has not, as in this case, your listener who sent in the SMS has said that she hasn't heard or he hasn't heard from us, for a period of a year, depending on where she lives, they need to approach that office and then just ascertain what the progress is of their appeal outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, they should they have a reference number of sorts. Look, the ID number would be oh, okay. uh, would be indication enough. And obviously, when they when they appeal the process, they're given a receipt to say that you've lodged an appeal. This is your uh, your your your, your um, receipt or reference number, mm-hmm. and that person can then either call our offices or visit our offices. To ascertain what the progress is in respect of that particular appeal process. Okay, shukran for that. Just to remind our listeners that we are speaking SASA, the African Social and Security Agency, and we have in studio with us regional coordinator, Mr. Ibrahim Rylands. If you would like to participate in the program, you can send us your SMS to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. I'm going to again remind the listeners as well that this is going to be an ongoing program for the next few months, but only once a month will we be having a representative of SASA to educate and guide us on social grants. Now this evening we're looking and focusing on foster care. Now there is an SMS but I'm sure having the expert in studio uh, Mr. Mr. Islands will be able to assist it says and that comes from 6599 and it says Salaamu Alaikum from what age does women get disability grant or pension? Well the pension one is the easier one. Okay. There's no gender inequality in respect of pension. Both males and females would qualify from the age of 60. But old age grants are means tested. So if you have an income, whether be it from a rental or private pension, that would be means tested to determine whether you would qualify for the full amount or not. Uh, Disability grants is from the age of 18 up until the age of 59, or just before you reach the age of 60. Okay, which is your retirement age. Which is your retirement age. Okay, shukran for that. And as we said, we have Mr. Ibrahim Rylands, the regional coordinator for Sasa in studio with us this evening. And if you want to have a question or so, we're focusing on foster care, you can send us your SMS to the line 47913. Now, I've got a few SMSs coming through, but I'm going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll then continue with the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed. And if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by the Regional Coordinator for SASA, and that is the African Social and Security Agency, and that is none other than Mr. Ibrahim Rylands. Now, there's an SMS here, Mr. Rylands, that says it comes from 9931 and says, Salam, Mr. Ryland. I am 58 years old. I have high blood and diabetes, not working. I was working working previously as a driver am i allowed sasa money yes based on the person's medical condition what we will do is um, the person needs to approach one of our local offices or service points Mm -hmm. one of our officials will make a booking for that person at a hospital or um, health facility closest to where he's residing 
for argument's sake, let's say the person lives in Mitchell's Plain, that person will then have to go to one of the facilities in Mitchell's Plain. An assessment will be done. We will receive the medical certificate from the institution, and we will then call in the person about two weeks later to come and apply for an application. We don't determine whether the person would actually qualify on medical grounds. That is done by a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. Once the doctor confirms the person is disabled enough, we will then process the administrative part of actually the payment to the actual person. Okay, shukran for that. Another SMS now from, let me just get my bearings in order here. Another SMS from 8183. Assalam. If you do homeschooling, does the child qualify for a child grant? The total household income, 4,700 rand per month. 4,700 rand per month. If the person is single, Mm -hmm. it's going to disqualify her. Okay. Um, because the maximum permissible limit is just over 3,000 rand um, per month. Okay. So for a married person, the person would still qualify. There's no uh, um, sliding scale with child support grants. So you're either in or you're out. Mm-hmm. So it's 330 rand per child. So if a person is married and the household income is 4,700 rand per month, the person would still qualify. For child support grant. Okay, shukran for that. Then another SMS from double seven three two. Assalamu alaikum. Can a social worker make a recommendation for a grant if no court order is in place? Social worker cannot make a recommendation in respect of a foster child grant. They can make a recommendation in respect of a child support grant, mm-hmm. but not a foster child grant. A foster child grant means that what implies that the child is placed in the custodianship of a third party, party. on a permanent basis mm-hmm. or until the age of 18 and that child then decides you know he's going to find his own way in life after that now mm-hmm. the social worker can make a recommendation to the court and the court will then decide based on the recommendation the circumstances of the um, proposed parents or uh, foster parents whether that child or children will be placed in their care. Mm-hmm. But the court order has to be in place. Court order has, the commissioner has to make the court, has to issue the court order. The social worker can only make a recommendation. They okay. can make a recommendation, however, in respect of a child support grant based on the household circumstances of the child or children. Okay, shukran for that. Just to remind the listeners, we do have the expert, Mr. <coughs> Ibrahim Rylands, in studio with us, who is the regional coordinator for SASA. And this evening, we focus on foster care. Now, there's another SMS here from 8961, and it says, as alaykum, where do I apply for two- and four-year-old parents died in a car accident? Well, that would be a classic case, um, depending on where the person lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the person will have to go to the Department of Social Development, and they will then investigate the circumstances. You know, in this case, the children are orphaned, obviously. Mm-hmm. So someone is obviously looking after, after them, them, but without receiving any payment because there's no court in this, in, mm-hmm. in, in this regard. So the social worker in this case would then make a, de- a recommendation to the court and the court would then make a determination. However, nothing stops this particular person from coming to our office and applying for a child support grant as an interim arrangement Okay. until that investigation is concluded. Because usually these investigations take anything up to six months. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to ask you how long does it really take, but shukran for that. Another SMS from four uh, zero ma from six zero one six. It says, "Assalamu alaikum." Can a couple get a child grant? The dad was diagnosed with brain cancer and is an epileptic now. Shukran. 
Yes, the um, if that couple has children, they they would qualify for a child grant. Obviously, also once again means tested. But if the person has brain cancer, I would assume that he's at home mm-hmm. and not working at this point in time. So therefore, that particular person would then also qualify just based on the diagnosis, you know, for the disability grant as well, mm-hmm. if he's under the age of 60. Okay, I do apologize. The My SMS line, I'm not used to this because uh, uh, the SMS line is just popping all over the show and there's quite a number of SMSs. I'm just trying to get my bearings. So I'm asking the listeners just to bear with me uh, one slide bit quickly. Now, another an SMS here from 7195. Salam, is there no other grant for children whose father has passed on? There are only two... There are only two child grants that 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 um, we issue mm-hmm. is um, the child support grant and the foster child grant. However, if your child is disabled mm-hmm. and under the age of eighteen and needs full time care, that child would qualify for the disability equivalent for a child which is a care dependency grant, mm-hmm. which is also means tested. Okay. So it will also, there's no sliding scale, you're either in or you're out. And mm-hmm. I think the maximum, and I'm speaking under correction here, the maximum permissible income for the family would be 148,000 rand per annum, which is just over 12,000 rand per month. Okay, but that is your care dependency grant, if I'm correct? That's care dependency grant, and that's, and that's obviously for, for, for children who are disabled to, to the point where they need full-time care. Okay. Know? Another SMS from 0251, Assalamu Alaikum. If my husband is still employed, am I entitled to a pension fund? My pension application was rejected because my, hust- my husband still prov- provides for me. Shukran. I'm not too sure if we're dealing, are we? That's fine, I'll answer okay, the question. Right. Look, um, the old age grant is means tested, as I've indicated earlier. Already. Mm-hmm. So if the husband is working, depending on his income, you know, the person would either qualify or not qualify. But they need to contact our officers mm-hmm. and the officers would then, you know, provide them with the information because there's also things called permissible deductions, like your contribution to a medical aid, mm-hmm. your contribution to an unemployment insurance fund. All of those things are taken into consideration to determine whether you would qualify if if your spouse is working, whether the spouse is the husband or the wife. Okay, shukran for that. I'm asking my listeners to do, do stay tuned. I'm going through the SMSs one by one, and I'm guaranteeing that I will get to your SMS, inshallah. Now, another SMS, uh, the next one from 8274. Assalamu alaikum, Mr. Rylands. When is Sasa payout for December this year, inshallah? Yeah, I got that question on Saturday morning as well. Okay. Um, Payment for December, we haven't heard anything yet, starts on the 1st of December. So until we hear something different, whether the money would be made available at an earlier date, let's say, for argument's sake, towards the end of November, Mm -hmm. that would then be communicated to all our beneficiaries, and that would then appear in the newspaper, um, and it would then be broadcast, hopefully over one of your your radio station being one of the, the mediums that we would then use to broadcast that. But up until this point, we haven't heard anything from our head office, so... I can only conclude, while it's still early, because usually this decision is usually taken towards the middle of of November, whether Mm -hmm. the money would be made available at an earlier date. So at this point, we haven't heard anything yet, so the normal payment dates would apply, which would be the first of each month. So in this instance, it would be the first of December. Excellent. Shukran for that. Another SMS from 4880 says, Assalamu alaikum. For the last couple of months, I only get 450 rand from 600 rand a month. Why is it short? 
I don't know. That's the easy message. That's a very generic question as well because, you know, I don't know what the reasons are why the person might have a loan, might have had electricity, uh, bought electricity using the SASA card, might have taken out the funeral policy. So there could be a number of reasons why the person is being paid short. However, that person needs to go to our office and then just ascertain if there are no deductions that she or he has authorized then that person is obviously entitled to the full amount and they need to investigate why the person is only getting 400 rand as opposed to 600 rand. Right. But there's Sh- no grant that only pays 600 rand. Okay. Know. Shukran for that, uh, Mr. Island. Another one from uh, 4988. It says, Assalamu alaikum, gentlemen. I have my late sister's two kids in my care. She passed away eight years ago and I took them in. I don't have a court order. But I do receive the child support grant. My husband is now unemployed. Can the current grant be changed to a foster care grant? And what is the procedure? Once again, the procedure would be that <clears throat> the person, given the fact that their husband is unemployed now, so the money that he used to bring in is obviously not there any longer. However, the court is going to find it extremely difficult to issue an order in that regard because, you know, the parents have been taking care of the substitute parents have been taking care of these kids for the past eight years already. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not an expert and I'm, I'm not going to, 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 to preempt what the court will decide. So in this instance, the person has to approach social development, a social worker, and explain their case to them, and they will then do the necessary investigation. Given the fact that the person is already receiving a child support grant, they will just have to wait on the outcome of that investigation. The social worker will then make a recommendation to the court, and at the end of the day, the court will then decide whether this needs a foster child placement or not. Okay, shukran for that. Another SMS from 7732 says, I am taking care of two kids aged six and five, abandoned by their mother. Their father is working, and they are living with me. Uh, that's all the SMS says. Can this person, does this person qualify for either foster care? <coughs> the person some? would qualify for the child support grant, but, uh, and obviously, if once again, if, if, if the social worker recommends it to the court, then, you know, the, the children can be legally placed in a care. But the question that remains, if the mother's gone and that she knows of the father and the whereabouts of the father, why are the children in her care and not in the biological father's mm-hmm. care? You know, because... He's also got an obligation in terms of the Maintenance Act to look after the children, to provide for their support, you know. So we shouldn't be allowing fathers, specifically biological fathers, to get away with their financial responsibilities and their financial obligations towards that child or children, you know. So I would I would advise her in this instance to approach the social worker, to actually approach the court, really, mm-hmm. if she knows of the whereabouts of the biological father and say to the court that, you know, she's taken these kids in, they've been abandoned by the mother, she knows of the whereabouts of the father, but the father is not making any maintenance contribution so that the court can then investigate that case. Because he's obligated in terms of the Maintenance Act to provide financially for the children. Okay, shukran for that. Can I just say to the listener with the last four digits, double six, double two, shukran for the SMS. I'm going to try and make sense of it. Alternatively, I'm asking that you resend the SMS, and that is the uh, the caller or the listener with the last four digits of your number, double six, double two. It says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, Mr. Rylands. I am 61, had a spine op. Can I apply for a pension? I'm a male since I had the op a year ago. And then it says, do I apply for a grant or a pension? Shukran, Mr. Islands. The person is 61 years old, so he would qualify 
if there's no income, um, for an old age grant because he's reached pensionable age, so 60 years old, he's older than 60, so yes, he can come into our office and apply for an old age grant. All right, Shukran. Another SMS from 2730. The husband gets a monthly pension from the company he retired from. Does the wife qualify for an old age pension at 60 years? Yes, the wife qualifies, but once again, the income of the husband... I was going to say, there's going to be a means test, yeah. will be means tested mm-hmm. to determine whether she would qualify for the full amount or a reduced amount. Okay, shukran for that. The last is at the moment from 5301 says, Assalamu alaikum, I will be 60 next year. My husband is still working. He is 65 and has a provident fund. Do I qualify for an old age pension? Shukran. Silence. Yeah, she's turned 60 next year, so she should approach us on the day she turns 60. And we will then determine whether she would qualify as well as whether her husband would qualify. Mm-hmm. Because I'm assuming if he's 65 now, next year this time he'll be 66, inshallah. So mm-hmm. he'll, hopefully by that time he would have stopped working. Mm-hmm. So we, then can, we can then determine whether he would qualify as well. Remember, Provident Fund is not like uh, um, an insurance fund. You know, you get a once you once you resign or retire from your employment, that money is paid out in a cash lump sum. It's not paid out in monthly installments over a period of time. So it's not like your your, your pension fund contributions that you make. Okay. Provident fund works a bit differently. People are just paid a lump sum upon retirement. Okay. I'm going to apologize once again to the listeners. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of SMSs that have come through and we're really just trying to get to all of them and I'm trying to work from the top down. And um, so, yeah, Alhamdulillah, just, just uh, do stay tuned with me and I see how I can possibly assist. Now, there's another SMS here. It says um, that comes from 9654. Assalamu alaikum. I'm asking on behalf of my sister. She has two grandkids but cannot get money for them unless she takes the third one as well. She is a widower and has no income. Kanala, can you help her? Now that is totally untrue. I she can get money for the two saying, children. Yeah. Um, either child support grant. I'm assuming the kids are not her kids. So, but once again, they should also approach social development to, you know, to 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 begin the legal process of actually legally placing those children in her care, mm-hmm. for the court to be able to do that, so that she could qualify for a um, a foster child grant. But right now, if she's taking care of the children. Then she also she has to do is how did the kids land up in the care? That is what we need to know mm-hmm. in order for us if she has, if she hasn't got an income in order for us to pay her child support grant in respect of those kids. Okay, I should run for that. Another one from seven four nine seven says, my first payment is in December. I won't be here in January as I'm out of the country. I will be back in February. I was told if I don't draw in three consecutive months, the funds will then lapse. What should I do? Well, if the person is going to be here in December and draws the money, that's fine. And leaves the country in January, they can leave the money in the account. When they come back in February, they can draw the money and January's money should also be available in February. It's only when you leave the country or you don't draw your money for three consecutive months that the grant would lapse. Well, then lapse. Okay, shukran for that. Another SMS from 3070 says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm currently fostering four kids. We went to inquire at Sasa for the kids as they have been in our care for three years without any foster grant. My question is, we are working for an organization, therefore we are living in a home which they pay for. We need 
not rent, but we're looking after the kids. What proof do we need to show them that we're staying on the premises? And that comes from Anonymous. Look, in order for them to qualify for a, for a foster child grant, this anonymous person needs a letter from whoever they're working for to say or to confirm that they're living because we will ask them for proof of residence that they're living on that premises or at that premises. And then over and above that, the requirement for foster child grants would then be the court order. So I'm not really sure whether this person who has called in this anonymous person, whether the kids are legally in his or her care at this point in time. Mm-hmm. If the children are not legally in their care, then they're simply looking after the children. And they can come to our offices and apply for a child support grant. But mm-hmm. that would then be means tested if they're working for this company. And there's a possibility they may not qualify. However, if they undertake or embark on the process of actually getting the kids legally in their care, they would then be able to apply for a foster child grant where the income would then not be considered and they would then hopefully qualify for the social um, foster child grant. Okay, another one quickly from 0360 says, Assalamu alaikum. Our domestic worker has been diagnosed with cancer and was booked off permanently. She is drawing money from the Department of Labor. Must she first deplete that before Sasa will pay her a grant? Now, it depends on, on how much she's getting from the Department of Labor because disability grants are also means tested. So she can provide us with a proof of the disability grant. I mean, if she's been diagnosed with cancer, then obviously she would qualify for a disability grant depending on her age as well. If mm-hmm. she's over 60, she would qualify for an old age pension mm-hmm. or an old age grant. But all we need is the proof from the Department of Labor confirming that, you know, she's getting an income from them and what that income is. Okay, shukran for that. And that. We're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll then continue with the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back. You are certainly with the right program called Talking Point here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed. And if you have just joined me, I have in studio with me Regional Co-Ordinator for SASA, the South African Social and Security Agency, Mr. Ibrahim Rylands. And our listeners have certainly been uh, talking this evening. Now, Mr. Rylands, another SMS from 5340 says, Assalamu alaikum. How is it possible that a great-grandmother of 90 looks after a child of 15 and gets 300 rand per month? Now, is it possible? Well, a great grandmother of ninety, she gets, she would be entitled to an old age grant, mm-hmm. one thousand four hundred and fifty rand, plus an additional twenty rand because she's older than seventy five. Mm-hmm. And if there's a child with her, great grandchild, and the child is perm living with her permanently, she would then qualify for a child support grant for three hundred and thirty rand, not three hundred rand. Okay. Unfortunately, the amounts on it determined by SASA. The amounts are determined by the Minister of Finance. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what money is available in the fiscus, that determination is made by Cabinet and the Minister of Finance, not by ourselves. Okay, shukran for that. Now, this is from 2910. Says, Assalamu alaikum. I am a chronic patient. How can I apply for a grant? I attend the day hospital. Shukran. Very easy. Just contact our offices. They'll make a booking for the person at that particular day hospital where she's receiving uh, treatment. 
And once again, you know, once they go in, doctor will do the assessment. We will call the person. Once we've collected the medical certificate, we will call the person, phone them, ask him to come into our office to apply for the grant once we receive the medical certificate. Right, from 002, it says, Salaamu Alaikum, mother earns 7,000 rand per month, two kids staying with grandmother and in receipt of CSG. Is the grandmother legally entitled to a grant? If the children, remember the grant follows the child or the children. So if the the children, even though the biological mother is still alive, if the grandmother is looking after the children, mm-hmm. then she's entitled to be paid to look after those So she would be entitled to a child support grant. Yes. Okay, right, Shukran. For that, another is from 0747. It says, please help. I am 60, went to Sasa today. My husband died 23 years ago. I only have a copy of, it, of his death certificate. I have no ID for him. Uh, I must go to home affairs. Please help. She doesn't need a copy of his ID. Um, copy of his death certificate. Copy of a marriage certificate would obviously be nice mm-hmm. because that would then confirm, you know, the date they were married and his name and his ID number would hopefully also then appear on the marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. But what she requires is just a copy of the death certificate from the Department of Home Affairs with her own ID then and then come into our offices and apply. If she's 60, she would qualify if she hasn't got any income for an old age grant, you know. Okay, shukran for that. Another one from 6016. Assalamu alaikum. I get a disability grant. I'm supposed to get a surplus pension. Will it affect my grant? Depending on the amount of the surplus pension, yes. So they need to, this person needs to inform us what the amount of money is and we will then make the determination whether he or she would still qualify for the disability. All right, shukran. For that, another SMS from 5995. Assalamu alaikum, Mr. Ryland. How long after your spouse has passed on, can you still draw the pension grant? Only in the month that the person passes on. The so same month. In the same month, you can still draw. After yeah. that, halas, nothing. Halas, right. the month that follows, the grant is automatically Cancelled. Okay, right. Shukran for that. Another SMS from 8595 says, Assalamu alaikum. My son and daughter is on drugs and deserted their children. We, the grandparents, is now taking care of the children's well-being. Do we qualify for a grant? Uh, we cannot afford to look after them. Yes, if the biological parents, once again, if they've deserted the kids or abandoned the children, the grandparents needs to approach Department of Social Development, they would then launch an investigation to determine the circumstances. But in the interim, the the grandparents can come to one of our offices and apply for a child support grant. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a more permanent arrangement in terms of the, the foster child grant, which is all, obviously also a bigger amount. And that is where the Department of Social Development will have to launch the investigation. You know, okay. Because we would obviously have to ascertain what the background is of the biological parents and, you know, why they're unable to look after their own kids as well. Yeah, I know. Shukran for that. Then another SMS from 6558 says, A friend wants to know if he qualifies for pension. He has a South African ID for logical reasons, but is a Scottish citizen living in South Africa for 45 years. They have a South African pension, yes. South African ID number, then yes. If he's 60, he would qualify for an old age grant. Right. Means tested again once again. Right, there's the means test. Yes, shukran for that. Then another SMS from 5975. Assalamu alaikum. I am 59 years old. I had four years ago on my eyes. 
I'm a diabetic, high blood cholesterol, eyes are weak. I apply for a disability grant but was refused. What can I do? Look, we have a gatekeeping process. Um, a gatekeeping? Yeah, we call it a gatekeeping process. Mm-hmm. means that if you've applied for a disability grant, today you can only apply again in six months' time. You can't go to another office tomorrow. Okay. You know, because your circumstances, your medical circumstances could possibly change within the six-month period, but it cannot change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you've been rejected, you know, we're not going to allow you to apply again the following day. However, if you're not, if you're not happy with the outcome of that decision, then appeal the process. You know, the person is 59 years old, so he's a year away from old age grant. So the person can appeal that process, and, you know, if the, the appeal is successful, they would then, you know, um, pay the grant. The disability grant. Okay, shukran for that. Can I ask the listener with the last four digits three nine double seven, and that's your SC, that is your cell phone number. The last four digits three nine double seven. It says, "My got stroke. Can I apply? Only fifty eight years. My husband got stroke. Uh, I'm not too sure if if you are able to un- maybe just you know. my understanding of that question is that the person is fifty eight years old. The husband suffered a stroke. So yes. They would be able to the, the the wife would be able to come to our offices on behalf of her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also have a service where we can actually send a doctor to the house if the person is unable to go to the to the medical facility and do the assessment at his or her house as well. If the person is bedridden, for example, in this case, having had a stroke, there's a possibility that the person could be bedridden. So that person is unable to go to a medical facility. They need to contact our officers so mm-hmm. that we can make arrangements with a doctor to come to their house, which would usually be on a Friday, in order for that assessment to happen. Okay, shukran for that. Another SMS from 3732 says, I'm inquiring on behalf of my mother, a pensioner and foster care of my brother's daughter. Both parents passed away and she's matric now. And that's where it stops. Well, if she's in matric now, then it's going to be rather difficult to apply for foster care now because the child would probably be 18 years mm, old already. Okay. You know? So that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, the person should have come to our office. But nothing stops. If the child, for argument's sake, wants to go to university mm-hmm. you know, after this, my suggestion would be that they approach the Department of Social Development once again because you know everything depends on the recommendation of the social worker. If they make a positive recommendation to the court, the court can then make a determination, you know, based mm-hmm. on that. I'd, like I said, I don't want, for me, it's very difficult to preempt a decision that the court would make. All I'm saying is that I can't understand why people would wait this long, you know, um, if they're looking after someone else's child or children. You know, That's okay. why I'm appealing to all the listeners out there. If you have someone in your care, a child that is not your own biological child, and for whatever the reasons are that child is in your care right now, approach our offices for assistance because we can assist you. Okay, shukran for that very last one quickly. 8183, assalamu alaikum. My husband was bedridden for eight years. He received a disability grant. I was his sole caregiver. I have no caregiver's grant. He passed on now. Well, that's where it stops. I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, we have a caregiver's grant, um, what we call a grant in aid. It's not paid out automatically, unfortunately. So if she was looking after the husband for eight years, eight years ago, she should have approached us. Saying that she's looking after her husband, she had to stop working, he needs permanent care, full-time care, and we could have paid the grant in aid to that person. Unfortunately, because her husband has passed away now, you know, obviously that facility falls away as well. Okay, Shikran, we're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll continue with a program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.
Mysterio. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Mysterio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed, and joining me in studio, Regional Coordinator for SASA, and that is Mr. Ibrahim Rylands. Just to my friends who are here quickly, yes, I am live on air, it's not a recording, uh, so I don't know why you're sending me that particular SMS, my friend, but shukran for tuning in. Now, another SMS that says... Um, Waiting on answer, I'm a single, my child is on high school, my disability child files as problem at hospital, want to appeal. Sasa refused with letter, no luck and grandchild. I need help. Shukran, the electricity must be paid. Yeah, we all have bills to pay and I sympathize with the person, but you know, it's very difficult for me to answer that type of question. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that the person, wherever she or he is residing, to come to one of our local offices, you know, and have the matter sorted out. And if they're not happy with the outcome, that they, they need to insist to speak to the office manager. Okay, shukran. For that, another SMS from 4543 says, Assalamu alaikum. Is it true that all over 60 will get pension in 2016? I'm assuming this person is referring to anyone regardless of their financial position. Mm-hmm. You know, cabinet has decided in principle that the means test will be abolished. Okay. For all these grants only. Okay. However, we have not received a date as to when that will be implemented. So it could be April 2016. It could be at a date later as well. So we haven't been informed. To my knowledge, the regulations have not been changed to make that a reality. And it usually takes for, it usually takes us anything between six months and a year to change the regulations. So at this point in time, we haven't been informed that the means test will be abolished. Only that cabinet has accepted in principle that it will be abolished. Okay, shukran for that. Another SMS from nine six five four says, "My sister said the doctor passed her grant, but Sasha ref- every time turns her down." No, that's, that cannot be true because, as I indicated, we pay based on the doctor's diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So if the doctor has found the person to be disabled for a period of six months or longer, we will pay that person. So in this case, it could be that the doctor has found the person to be disabled, but for a period less than six months. Oh, I think that is what we spoke of earlier, Shukran. For that, Mr. Island, another one from 54178, Marv says, Salaamu Alaikum, brother. Shukran for having this informative program. In the case where children have parents, but they are in need of financial aid for the kids, are they legally eligible for this kind of assistance? Shukran. The biological parents, if they are in need of assistance, can only apply for the mean, for the child support grant, unfortunately. And the child support grant, as I've indicated previously, is means tested. So in the case of a married couple, the income would be around about 78,000 rand per annum. That would put you at about, roughly speaking, just over 6,000 rand per month as an income for you to be either in or out. So if you're earning more than 78,000 rand per year, you would be out if you're earning less than 78,000, you would still qualify with the child support. Okay, shukran for that. I'm going to have to very early ap- uh, apologize to our listeners. Uh, I'm inundated with the SMS line, and unfortunately, we have about four minutes left with Mr. Ryland, who is the regional coordinator for SASA. I'm going to have to speak to Yusuf Mali, our producer, to see how we can possibly assist our listeners. But moving on very quickly for an SMS from 2913. Assalamu alaikum, Mr. Ryland. My son receives. ACDG, which I draw for him, but he will be 18 soon and has to be signed over. I received a letter to apply for a disability grant. What do I require and where do I go? 
That person, yes, depending once again on where you, the, 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 the parent lives, can come to one of our local offices, <clears throat> inform them of the status of the child. Usually what we do is we, we convert the child, the care dependency grant, into a disability grant automatically. Mm-hmm. If the child has been found to be permanently disabled, then that would be converted automatically. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure what the instance or what the circumstances are of this particular parent, but I would advise her to come to our nearest local office, explain the situation, because we don't want the money to be stopped and for her to wait for a period before it continues again. You know, we want that um, seamless transition from from care dependency grant to disability grant. So she needs to come to our office and just explain the situation so that we can make sure that she doesn't lose out on any money. Okay, Shukran. For that, another SMS then from 6277. Will there still be a means test in 2016? I think, Mr. Allen, we've covered that one. And then another one from 8104. Mr. Island, if Provident Fund gets paid out monthly, do I still qualify for pension? Please advise. Depending on the amount, yes. Um, my understanding of provident funds, they usually a lump sum, cash lump sum, and not the monthly, because then it wouldn't mm. be a provident fund, it would then be a pension fund. Mm. So, but depending on what the person is getting from his or her employer on a monthly basis, that would then be means tested to determine whether they would qualify or not. So they, they just need to approach our offices, and the, any one of the officials would then be able to inform them as to whether they would qualify or not. Okay, shukran. For that, another SMS from 7177 says, Assalamu alaikum. I am a 67-year-old widow. I get work pension of 4,500 rand. From that, I have to pay rates, electricity, medical aid, etc. Um, I receive no other income. Do I qualify for pension? Yes, the person would qualify for a pension, but it would be a reduced amount. Okay. So he also needs to come to our office. And, um, you know, get the paperwork rolling there. So, like I said, there are permissible deductions as well, you know. So, we won't calculate the full amount. We'll calculate a portion of that money against the means test. Mm. But that the person needs to come with paperwork. to the, For me, I can't because I haven't seen the paperwork. So, mm, I don't want course. to make a decision here. But based on what, what the SMS says, uh, my understanding is that the person would qualify, but it would be for a reduced amount. Okay, shukran for that. And that was Mr. Ibrahim Rylands, the regional coordinator for SASA, the South African Social and Security Agency. Unfortunately, I have to apologize to the listeners. We've got a number of SMSs which I did not get to. I will certainly have a chat to um, uh, Mr. Yusuf Mali, our producer, to see how we can actually get them. And I can tell you there's about 30-odd uh, or so that I did not get to. But uh, shukran to you, Mr. Rylands. It certainly has been a pleasure having you here in the studio and on the airways of the Voice of the Cape and I want to say a very big shukran to you and look forward to seeing you again and bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and your listeners as well Ridwan. and once again thank you from my side as well um, it's an opportunity for us to empower our communities provide them with information and you know it's always good to interact and engage with the listeners so yeah it's been a pleasure okay. thank you alhamdulillah shukran for that